Just Roman Meal Bakery. Thought you'd like to know. Hello, Pluto heads, and welcome back to the Plutocracy Report on PRN. I'm your host, Vince Marcanti, and I gotta tell you, today I am not in such a good mood. I don't know if this show will be very funny, and if it's your first time listening to me, please go back and listen to all my old shows, because they're awesome, and also you'll find that I'm not always so serious and angry as I might be today. But first, let me do something I enjoy, which is bragging about being right on my predictions all the time. (laughs) Now, at the end of last winter, when I started this show, uh, you know, when the president was bragging about us having the greatest stock market in history simply because of his brain power, I said the downturn would begin by next fall. And as of Wednesday afternoon... They officially called the NASDAQ in correction territory. So that means, you know, it's a good time for sheepies to buy stocks. <laughs> well, don't do it. This rigged game is nearing the end. I say all common people should get out of the market. And I know some of you are forced into it with the 401ks and whatnot. Well, be prepared to see it lose value. Now, I don't see a crash yet. I explained two weeks ago what will crash the markets. And it's something that bailouts can't fix, which is crop loss, for instance, from climate change. You know, bailouts and quantitative easing is not going to help that. But as of now, they will just buy back all their stocks. And, you know, people are out there saying, when interest rates go up, it's going to crash. Yeah, well, maybe so. But just maybe... Because of that, they won't raise interest rates, huh? That's not too hard to figure out, unless you're one of these useless market analysis guys. Nothing you learned in economics matters anymore. Quit listening to these idiots. Anyways, let's keep our eyes on this. I imagine the plunge protection team is on standby, and they're ready to mitigate any big losses. But the main issue as my prediction was spot on again, (laughs) as are most of them. So pay attention, my dear Pluto heads. That's short for Plutocracy Report listeners, who are the smartest people around, by the way. (laughs) Also, 
in the mainstream was this multiple pipe bombs were sent in the mail to high-ranking Democrats and critics of President Donald Trump on Tuesday and Wednesday, including former President Barack Obama and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Several more incidents followed around the U.S., including at the offices of Democratic Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the former chair of the Democratic National Committee, California Democratic Representative Maxine Waters, California Democratic Senator Camille Harris, and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Whatever. This had no chance of hurting anyone, and I'm not so sure it was a planned hoax. But for these rats to finally know people are mad at them, and we know you are all filthy liars and actors, well, that's a good thing in my opinion. Although, you know, it just leads to a higher level of police state plutocracy. But, as I say, let them push us far enough until we finally fight back. But we have to be united to fight back. No more falling for the false and trivial contrived separation they use on us. And we're still falling for it. Perhaps worse than ever. I hope not, but that's the way it seems right now. Well, let me tell you about the issue that is pissing me off. Just within the last six months, the government of the plutocrats and their obedient lackeys have destroyed our access to unbiased and independent information, or at least easy access to it. Now, I used to get all great posts on my Facebook feed that were alternative to mainstream propaganda news and independent news sources, and they would come up daily. Every time I I went on Facebook, I got all these great articles from friends and from the, the sites themselves. And all the audio clips I used for the show and all the articles I talked about and read part of, I would get randomly and daily on Facebook, and it was great. I don't care what people say or said about Facebook, you know. I'm sure it is stupid for most people, but for me, it was a great way to get alternative media on all the, the new events and things that I found pertinent. I didn't go there to see people talking about their dinners and their pets and their babies or bragging about something stupid. I got articles from Consortium News and Counterpunch and Anti-Media and Truthdig and many more great sites. And I had friends who post great links to dissent. And they never come up anymore. And I'm talking about dozens of pages and people just suddenly gone from my feed. Some of my old friends have disappeared, and they don't see my posts anymore. And hardly anyone does. I I hardly get any um, likes or whatever, comments. So I have to do a Google search now on news stories that I wanted to talk about today. And you can go five pages deep in the Google search and still only be seeing mainstream propaganda news. And then on page six... The subject changes, and none of the alternative media outlets that I used to trust come up anymore. The people who reported truth are being hidden. Now, 
some have been totally banned for no reason and others just don't come up on my feed anymore. And I guess I could try to go to their page or websites, but I never had to do that. And I don't even know where to go first. I used to read them as they randomly came up. And I can't remember the names of some of these outlets. Facebook suppression has really disrupted my news stream, and I'm pissed off. And I have to admit, I'm a bit frightened as well. Remember, I'm the guy who said Facebook can be the platform to start an unstoppable people's movement, a third party that didn't need plutocrat money to be heard and accepted because we could spread our concise message on social media. And the rationalist party will sweep the 2020 elections. Yeah, well, I feel today like we might have been wrong, which is a rare thing. (laughs) I'm kidding. But uh, the point is that the Big Brother society isn't beginning to emerge. It's freaking here now. And it's more like Huxley predicted. And the New World Order isn't trying to take over the world. They already freaking run it. And the resistance is divided, censored, confused, unfocused, or just plain non-existent. They tell the sheepies they are banning spam and only extremist sites. And people think, oh yeah, I guess just Alex Jones and people like him are being affected. No, All independent media is the enemy of the state and deemed fake news, spam, or extremists. I mean, for example, if you believe the alleged chemical attacks in Syria was a false flag perpetrated by the war plutocrats via the white helmets, you know, just to give reason for us to bomb and continue to occupy and support the terrorists, you're considered an extremist and a conspiracy theorist. Well... I lost my window to the world through alternative media on Facebook, so this show is going to have to be me speaking my mind, I guess. So, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing, because I'm not interested in just reporting on things going on. I like to talk about why we should be outraged, and how we can change things, and I hardly hear anyone else talk about solutions. Well... Since mainstream news is all I can find now, this week we will have to talk about the main story out there, you know. But don't you fret, my friends, because you're going to get my unique and peerless perspective, which you won't find anywhere else but on PRN. Here's a headline. President Trump threatens to turn away thousands of Central Americans as migrant caravan continues north. As thousands of migrants marched north from the Mexico-Guatemala border, President Trump issued a warning to those hoping to eventually cross into the United States. Full efforts are being made to stop the onslaught of illegal aliens from crossing our southern border. People have to apply for asylum in Mexico first. If they fail to do that, the U.S. will turn them away. The courts are asking the U.S. to do things that are not doable the president tweeted Sunday afternoon. The caravans are a disgrace to the Democrat Party. Change the immigration laws now. (laughs) Goodness. You know, you realize he had the majority in both houses for two years, right? The Republicans can change the laws, 
but the way the laws are now is funneling enough wasted tax money to the fat rats accustomed to obscene profit. So no need to change anything. The bosses are happy with the way things are. It's just appalling out there because everyone is so comfortable with lies. It's not even a big deal if the president gets caught doing it every time he speaks. There is never a consequence to lying in politics because you never have to admit to it, you know? It is socially accepted for people to view the world with false beliefs. And we accept that science can be agenda-based by private funding, and it's just fine if they lie, and everyone can just believe what they want to believe. That's just fine, I guess. We can make up our own reality. The only thing that doesn't lie in a free market system is math. (laughs) You know, because math always gives you the correct answer. Now, I'm sure uh, any libertarians out there will be like, Yeah, I knew he was a lefty. The free market is good, Vince, you socialist commie bastard. (laughs) No, dude. I think outside of the dichotomy of division. You only see my rationality as leftist because you haven't let go of your ideology. I mean, come on. You guys really think everything should be privatized? You know, you can still have rights and freedom and have to chip in for the benefit of your society. You selfish freaks. You're brainwashed by plutocrats. Who started the Libertarian Party? Did you know that? All right, I'm sorry. I know people don't see things clearly when they're still trapped inside the dichotomy of division. It keeps people in a all-or-nothing mindset pertaining to politics. The third way is common sense, rationality, and we use it to arrive at our decisions without bickering and having obsolete debates. The solutions will be immediately implemented upon public consensus, and if it doesn't pass, we alter the plan and vote again. But without propaganda and having access to truth, people will want what's actually in their best interests. You know, unlike now. And I have no doubt of this. We are not inherently dumb. We are products of our environment. And being unaware of the truth, it doesn't have to be a permanent condition. That can change. Anyways, back to this distraction story. The growing crowd had reached about 5,000 by Sunday morning, a massive uptick from previously reported numbers. You know what? I don't need to read this mainstream crap. I'm just going to rant about it, if that's all right. Now, the righties on Facebook are saying, George Soros planned and funded this. So, you know, I can't resist. I got to comment and say, well, whose side is he on? Because this story helps the Republicans more than the Democrats. And I thought Soros was a lefty plutocrat, right? And, you know, of course, they respond by calling me a liberal idiot. And I'll give you an idea of their main viewpoint. Here is a comment from a Facebook crusader for Trump, who's actually the one who called me an idiot. There is nothing that George Soros and the progressive leftist movement would like better than to see Trump order the military to protect our border. (laughs) 
Obviously, they are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to march these poor folks into the U.S. They have hooked them with false dreams and promises. Yeah, who else have they hooked? <laughs> the same way of... <laughs> the same way they have hooked many liberals. The left has no concern for the safety and well-being of these poor people. They are using them like pawns, and it's despicable. Wow. So he thinks the left is progressive? Are you kidding? That's insane. That's delusional to begin with. The left is right of Ronald freaking Reagan. They're not progressive. Ugh. All right, calm down, Vince. So, you know, at least this Republican cheapy knows there are nefarious actions of the ultra-rich going on. You know, they don't call them plutocrats because they like the ones who are deemed as conservatives. And they don't trust the lefty media, which is good. But they think the only bad thing in the world is some fictitious leftist movement. And if they keep calling it progressive, I'm going to really be mad. Call it a, a Democrat movement. That's fine. Don't call it progressive because they're not. Anyways, they think the New World Order is a socialist movement. Therefore, everyone on the right is honest. I guess because you have to believe one side, you know. This is some of the deepest mind manipulation and delusion. I want people to stop picking sides. That's the key. Just because you don't believe Democrats doesn't mean Republicans are telling the truth and vice versa. This is not a planned story to help the Democrats like Trump says. It's a planned story for the democracy show and the dichotomy of division. Pick a side, sheepies. Do you want to be kind to immigrants or use force to keep them out? Let your vote for blue or red be your voice. That's the goddamn delusion. It's us against the plutocrats, not half of us against the other half like they want it to be. The railroad plutocrat, Jay Gold, said, I can hire half the working class to kill the other half. Nice guy, huh? I hope they can't do that now. The truth is the plutocrats don't give a flying freak what party wins. They may actually prefer Democrats now because it keeps the sheepies more subdued and apathetic to the madness. I mean, like, Obama was their favorite and most successful puppet ever. Bush and Clinton were great for the plutocrats, but not nearly as good of actors as Obama. And, you know, Trump is doing great for them, too. The media loves him, and the distraction level has never been better. And let me give you an example if anyone out there disagrees with me. If John McCain beat Obama, the same health care plan would have been passed, just sold with different rhetoric that would have sounded more anti-socialist. And our foreign policy would, of course, be identical. Iraq, Honduras, Ukraine... Libya, Syria, and all the countries we F with would be the same way they are now. Both parties agree on war and want to continue our inhumane military mayhem of waste, plunder, and mass murder. If Hillary beat Trump, everything would be the same, except how the media portrays the stories would be totally different, of course. 
You know, the mainstream media would be the opposite. They would be pro-administration, and Fox would be all scandals all the time. You know, they'd be talking about Hillary scandals as much as the lefty media talks about the Russians taking over our democracy. So I think it's more amusing this way at least. I don't know. Either way is horrible and pathetic, but I hope people are figuring it out. Just remember, this midterm and every election are essentially meaningless until we can vote for a third party of common people who aren't in servitude to the rich for donations and support. Excuse me. Then we take all the plutocrats' dirty money influence out of government in whole. Make it illegal for them to buy power in government. Oh, hello, what? Cletus has a question? All right, what do you want to know, Cletus? Well, Vince, who are the plutocrats? I ain't never heard of them. Okay, well, that's a good question. There are about 6,000 of these ultra-wealthy freaks who oversee the movement of a lot of freaking money, which they hoard and purchase policy to further enrich themselves. But about 200 of the fattest fat cats make up what you might call the shadow government, the unelected rulers who conspire. But their goals are all aligned, so they don't even have to meet that much. Maybe a year, once every year. They are mostly based in North America and Europe, and mostly white men, of course. And they can be and have been identified. You can get Peter Phillips's book, The Power Elite, for some astounding research. I'll give you a taste of what we're talking about. As the number of men with as much wealth as half the world fell from 62 to just 8 between January 2016 and January 2017, according to Oxfam International, fewer than 200 super-connected asset managers at only 17 asset management firms, each with well over a trillion dollars in assets under management, now represent the financial core of the world's transnational capitalist class. Members of the global power elite are the management, the facilitators of world capitalism. Yeah, well, we facilitate it by our compliance. Don't forget that, Peter. Now, I call them plutocrats because they essentially are the government. They control our government. But I guess I should acknowledge they don't decide every single vote in Congress. I mean, they don't do the mundane stuff like argue about whether a statue should get torn down for being offensive all of a sudden. You know, or if there should be a transsexual bathroom in every building. They only decide the big stuff what country to invade, who gets military contracts, what the interest rate should be. They write the health care plans. They choose presidential cabinet members. They dictate to federal administrations like Big Ag and Big Pharma, the FDA, private prison industry, and on and on. They decide everything that freaking matters. And the Republicans and Democrats equally serve them and are happy to maintain the status quo and their set of living arrangements. And somehow, 
Till this day, there isn't even a threatening third party free of their influence to challenge them. But it doesn't take decades to grow a third party like some people say. We could do it in one cycle with the internet. People can hear our concise goals and they can be explained in layman's terms. Perhaps by someone like me. (laughs) Yeah, well, people will say it's impossible. It's hopeless. We're doomed. And there will be roadblocks. But if you really want to do the right thing, you can't take no for an answer. A large group of people must unite and make demands. All right. I got some more angry ranting to do, but let's take a musical break right now before I go off too long and skip the halfway point. We need to recharge our souls because I'm really going off today. Now, I didn't plan anything out for this week's show. And I I didn't choose a a group to be featured this week. So, I don't know. Why don't we do an original song? Something that I wrote the words to. And my old partner, Kevin O'Gorman, came up with the music and these nice chords in the song. Now, we recorded this in my garage, and it's about what happens to the very few politicians who wanted to serve the people that elected them, who truly wanted to do what they felt was right. But it never happens because they get caught in the wheel of plutocracy. All of them do, even if they had good intentions to begin with, which not not too many of them even have that. It's all self-serving interests. Now think of the people who still believe a politician like that Latina Democrat or the one from Hawaii or Bernie or Elizabeth Warren or any of them are going to change things. No. Even if they had good intentions once, when they accept plutocrat money, they are part of the wheel of plutocracy and they never had any ideas that would change the system anyways. Only we the people can demand and make systemic changes. Well, this song I wrote back in 2003. And by 2008, people believed Obama had good intentions and he could change something. You know, people were ready to fight me when I I tried to tell them he was a con man and you're being conned. I was right. And this song, of course, still pertains to what's going on. Because think about the candidates that sheepies think are going to fight for change if they get elected. What's her name? Uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think. You know, the the Democrats are all excited because she's kind of like Bernie. Oh, if she wins. I think she's just running for the House, too. It's not even the Senate. As if that's going to do anything. Anyways, this song tells you what happens once they run and get elected. This is Vince Marcanti and Kevin O'Gorman, which comprise of Wap Music. And it is my honor to present to you now a song you've never heard, Trapped in the Wheel.
lovely lovely yes it was that was me singing and playing drums and kevin doing the guitars and singing as well and i hope you liked my non-fiction song and let me know if you want the audio file of that or uh any of my other ones i have a bunch uh you know, just message me on Facebook or email me at the Plutocracy Report at gmail.com. And, you know, give me a little time to reply because uh, I don't have all that much free time, but I try. And, uh, you know, I do everything for free and anyone can download my tunes and I'd be happy to send them to you if you want or any of my writings or whatever. I'm an open source type of guy. Well, I hope you enjoyed Mick Wap music and the song Trapped in the Wheel. Now, let me get back to ranting and giving solutions, baby. <clears throat> well, we are so late for revolution and unity and making decisions. This should have started decades ago, like when the rulers of the election committee said, Ralph Nader is not allowed to be in the presidential debates. We could have demanded he be allowed. Even the people who didn't know what an astute man he was should at least have supported hearing another voice. It's insane. Do they think they live in a democracy? But you shouldn't hear from an independent candidate because he wasn't polling high enough? Because he didn't have enough money to spend on TV ads to be heard? You know, we didn't have social media back then, so Ralph had no way of reaching people in mass. And what the hell is wrong with us? We live in a country where Nixon beat McGovern in a landslide, 
and two people named George Bush have been president. And the dumber one was elected twice. (laughs) I mean, come on. Idiot nation. Why are we still waiting for change? Oh, yeah, because the stock market hasn't totally crashed yet, and we're not in enough pain, you know, because that's all that matters. We never built a grassroots third party, even though a good one would win by now. I'm sure they would. And I'll tell you what, some people thought Trump was an outsider, and he was the anti-establishment vote, and they still believe he is. They think he's fighting the deep state because... You know, the way the media circus of delusion is so mean to him, on the left anyways. Perhaps keeping the two-party duopoly intact for this long is a testament to their nefarious genius and a testament to our pathetic ineptitude. The voting cycle continues without a third party of the people ever even being considered. Yeah, I know there are third parties that No one votes for except people like me. And the same excuse not to vote for them is always used. You'll split the vote, and the really bad party will beat the a little bit less bad party. Because every political thought is programmed in our minds to be either lefty or righty ideology. You know, other than the goofy libertarians, most every concept outside of the dichotomy of delusion still would be accused as being lefty, socialist, liberal, commie stuff. And like Venezuela. So, of course, my dream party of the rationalists would be deemed far leftist. You know, by the sheepies, anyways. And no matter how much I say, the assumed concept of socialism doesn't work, and we are offering a new system, anything that isn't free market, insanity will be deemed uh, leftist. But who cares? People will get over that once they break free of the dichotomy of division. I know there are rational libertarians. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but they're, they're just confused right now. And the same with some Republicans who aren't extremists. <clears throat> and they would support a true party of the people if they could hear and understand the proposals. We need to look at things in a new way. To remove the old concepts of government and economy and simply arrive at the best decisions. What's the best way to do things and do it without asking if we have enough money? Ask if we have the resources and the technology to do it. No more obstacles, no more propaganda, just facts. Now, most of us want what's best for all of us and the planet we live on. And if you don't, you're a sociopathic asshole. If they become the majority, I'll give up. I'll just go into my hermit hole. But they're not. It's 10% or less. And sure, they're going to fight us all the way, and they got a lot of money. But if they're employees and the servants with authority and guns and badges don't follow their orders, they're powerless. They're done. People just need to know and believe there is a better way to do everything in this society that's in decline. And it's not left or right. It's common sense and compassion and a destruction to the monetary economy 
paradigm that we're trapped in. We have been conditioned to accept the way things are, no matter how wrong or inhumane it is. All right. I better not get too excited right now. I better calm down a bit because as of today, there isn't even a proposal to systemically change anything from anyone out there on the main stage. Currently, there is no one to support out there. Well, other than me. (laughs) But I ain't no politician. Can you imagine if I was? Can you imagine the attack ads against me? Oh, man, that would be hilarious. Not just what they would dig up from my youth, but they could just take sound bites from this show and all my old shows and be like, listen to what Vince Marcanti thinks about religion. And he thinks prostitution and all drugs should be legalized. And he wants to defund our military that's fighting for our freedom in this world full of enemies that want to kill us. And Crazy Vince wants to crash Wall Street. And he believes conspiracy theories about 9-11, vaccines, and chemtrails. Tell Madman Marcanti America will never elect a dangerous, godless, radical like him. Paid for by every plutocrat on the planet. (laughs) You know, man, I would like to run just to see those attack ads. They would be so freaking funny. But, you know... I I could only run for the presidency because you need to be in a high office to be able to be effective in any way. You know, maybe governor because you can try to transform your state and use it as a model for the country. But, you know, they would kill me if I was effective because if I was governor, I would issue a new state currency for workers on my state projects to modernize our infrastructure and our cities, and it would have the same guaranteed value throughout the state and can be used to purchase anything. They can also exchange it if they were leaving the state or something. You know, I I would figure things out so it's fair. The value would be the work they are doing to transform our infrastructure in our cities, and make things better and sustainable. Well, that sounds like something that could never work, Vince. Well, what if everyone in the state voted on it and the proposal passed? Who's going to stop us? Are they going to bomb Illinois like they did to Libya to stop the risk to the dollar that I was? I would blow their minds and demonstrate how to break free of the fiat dollar and all the debt they insist is owed back. This would be a pivotal point in history, and it would be worth risking my life for. It would be worth it just to let people know there are better ideas and new ways to manage our society more intelligently, humanely, and sustainably. And... This would show the world how to begin the transformation, which is the most important issue. And just for people to understand, we're not trapped in this system. We really can change it. And there are ways to initiate that process. No one ever talks about it. Am I the only one who ever said something like that? I don't know. But it seems like I'm the only one who thinks of how to initiate change. 
You know, there are people who will talk about a new system and how wonderful it would all be, but they have no idea how to initiate that change. It has to start somewhere. Anyways, uh, I guess my point right now is, is kind of moot because I can't run for governor right now or president because you have to be rich and well-funded to run for high office. And that is the initiation process that assures only pro-plutocrat candidates can be elected or at least always have the majority in the Senate and the House. I mean, right here in Illinois, listen to this governor race. It's the Republican incumbent, who has a billion dollars to his name, who changed nothing in the last six years against a chubby, multi-billionaire Democrat who, get this, spent $146 million of his own money on his own campaign so far. And he proposed nothing that would change anything to help the people of the state who are being bled dry. The obscenely rich have a lockdown on our government and a lockdown on the very minds and behaviors of the population they swindle. That has to change. Common people have to get on the ballot. And we can't take no for an answer. Now, the story about the March of the Refugees... Let's just keep this in mind. No matter who wins in the election, the refugee situation will be treated the same way, and only the rhetoric varies. Isn't it funny to hear about people talking about election interference and voter suppression? I mean, clearly our voting system sucks, but no one cares because it doesn't even matter. It's all a show to veil plutocracy. Even if they purge millions of votes, it wouldn't have freaking mattered. You know, who's going to interfere with our election? Who does the Russians choose to pick? Does it freaking matter? Nothing would change. All right, let me put a final point on this story of the March of the Refugees and put it to bed. Clearly, it was scripted to play out in the media and politics to where The president actually accused Democrats of paying people to march from Honduras to our border. And all the the Trump lovers believe everything he says word for word and spreads the propaganda. Well, you know, if that were true, and maybe it is, I don't freaking know. But if it was true, that would actually be a nice thing for them to do. Because under Obama and Hitlery as Secretary of State, we interfered in their government just like we do in many countries when a democratically elected leader who wants to help their people in a way that would interfere with plutocrat money flow. And in 2009, they supported and no doubt fomented and financed the 2009 Honduran coup that ousted democratically elected Manuel Zelaya. Zelaya, Zelaya, something like that. Of course, you know what happens to a country after we kill their lefty leaders. In this case, it was less messy. They flew him out of the country in his pajamas. They didn't kill him. But the murder rate after that in their country went up 50%. And they had death squads and ongoing violence and soldiers murdering and torturing people. 
and they killed all the human rights activists. Nice, huh? You think they might want to get out of their country, righties? No? You think they're just coming here because Soros paid them? Or do you think we helped make their country a freaking shit hellhole? Sorry. Hillary is proud of this, and Obama was proud of destroying Libya. And they probably sleep fine at night because Henry Kissinger gave them advice on how not to feel bad about being agents of pure evil. So when you think about it, we deserve a Honduran refugee crisis because we prefer Honduras to remain a drug lord haven, a violent hellhole that never changes drug policy or advances human rights in any way. We could help other countries, but we only hurt and subjugate them for the financial benefit of the merciless few. I'll bet they leave that part out of the media hype in America. Don't look at root causality and solutions. Just fight over the immigrants at the border. Should we shoot them or welcome them? Come on, sheepies, pick a side and fight, 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 fight. I would immediately, if I was in charge, <clears throat> try to help South America by legalizing drugs in America and ending the cash flow to the drug lords. And I would support humane and progressive movements in their country, not the opposite which is what we do. Everything that we do, a good solution would be the opposite of that. As for the refugees and immigration policy, it's really not that hard to figure out. <clears throat> I would have invested billions to start building border towns with apartments and have them learn to help humanity and us by learning how to farm in solar-powered, vertical hydroponic farms that we build, and it would eventually pay for itself, and it would serve us with organic produce from all over the world, grown right at the border towns here. They can do other things, manufacturing, whatever. Put them to use and be kind to them. It would truly be a win-win situation. That's all they want is work and to have a decent life. You freaking morons. I'm sick of the bickering and bullshit. Let's make solutions. Every issue has a good solution when self-interest of the few is removed. All you need is the startup investment. And we freaking have it. Don't argue that we don't have the money to do it. But we only give unrestricted money for the corporations and the military and everything that's a total waste. A project, like I mentioned, is a great investment and a benefit that would yield value for society. No, that idea sucks, Vince. Instead, we're going to build a wall. Well, someday, anyways. Ah, I'm sick to death of this goddamn country. Sorry. Oh, sometimes I get a little worked up. I am very sorry. Let me take a breath. Let me get a sip of my margarita here. Okay, well, I was all over the place today. But my final point on this story is we don't know if the migrants were paid by Democrats to march here or if it's a grassroots organized thing. But the truth is everything in the media is planned in scripted stories to cause distraction and division. 
and it still works so well on the sheepies, even the people who think they're smarter than the sheepies and have uh, podcasts and talk shows. They, they just mimic the same crap. The shadow government chooses what the media is supposed to cover and what to ignore, and that is the window to the world for most people, most sheepies. I, I even heard this Lionel guy on YouTube. He's a goof. Don't listen to him if you know who I'm talking about. And he was talking about this and saying, it's going to start a bloody massacre. It's going to lead to war. I mean, they gobble up every story in the media and then pretend it's more than it actually really is. I don't know how people listen to these goofballs. All right, enough of that story. I think I talked about it enough. All right, I just want to bring one more thing to your attention before I let someone else talk to end the show here. Listen to this. Trump says U.S. will withdraw from nuclear arms treaty with Russia. Oh, how nice. Experts warn of most severe crisis in nuclear arms control since the 1980s as Trump confirms U.S. will leave INF agreement. Donald Trump has confirmed... The U.S. will leave an arms control treaty with Russia dating from the Cold War that has kept nuclear missiles out of Europe for three decades. We have to develop these weapons, the president told reporters in Nevada after a rally. We're going to terminate the agreement and we're going to pull out. Oh, man. Great idea, guys. A new arms race is just what we need. I mean, it was such a great way to blow dough last time. And no one has any better ideas of using resources and fiat money for the benefit of humanity. God bless warfare and God bless the USA. I can't take this madness. All right. I need to play something to calm me down. I'm going to play you a speech. You know, Charlie Chaplin was famous for being a star of silent movies. And when they made the first movie that featured sound and talking, he also happened to give the greatest speech possibly of all time. Now, maybe you heard this before. Maybe you didn't. I heard it a bunch of times, but I need to hear it again. Uh, Maybe it'll make me feel better and unwind a bit. So please enjoy for the next three minutes. Charlie Chaplin, my friends. I'm sorry. I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. But we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. 
The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! Oh, man. <laughs> that still gives me goosebumps. I got, I got this weird moisture crap in my eyes. I don't know what it is. Oh... Thank you, Charlie. That's my favorite speech of all time. I want to thank you for listening to the Plutocracy Report this week. I hope you join me again. Until next time, I'm Vince Marcanti. Bye-bye. <laughs>